0: Now you're listening to UCC 98.3 FM. I am joined here in studio with a very special guest today, former film producer, a member of the House of Lords and West Cork resident, David Putnam. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. Perfect. Now today I just wanted to talk to you. What have you been up to in UCC today? I see a lot of transition years outside. I'd love to hear a bit more about what you're up to today.
1: Okay, well we've been working on a scheme uh, and a series actually, a series of, of seminars, lectures uh, that were total of 12 hours of them, with Transition Year students at five different schools, based on the fact that uh, as of September next year, media studies will be more generally on the curriculum. So we're trying to explore what that could mean, how far we could take that. So this is actually a pilot scheme. You've had the students that uh, went through that scheme. We finished about uh, three three weeks ago. And uh, getting feedback, uh, celebrating it. Uh, they met uh, the president, they've, they've been now visited the university and what we're really saying to them is there are extraordinary opportunities in the creative industries for students either coming to UCC and then choosing a subject or generally for the rest of their lives.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's great. And like, when did you start that and when did that...?
1: This is this year we did, I say, we did six two-hour seminars over a period of uh, three weeks. Uh, it was quite, quite intense. I found it difficult because I normally teach uh, post-grad and so kind of reorganizing the materials that you use and everything else to teach a transition year student is a very different thing. So I was just saying to them, I was pretty nervous the first couple of seminars. and kind of got the hang of it by the end it was great
0: yeah that's fantastic that's fantastic and I suppose like in, in light of that as like you know obviously you're getting people involved in the, the industry and things what would you say about like people trying to find jobs in the industry in the film industry at the moment
1: well I think the Irish film industry is going through a really extraordinary uh, purple patch uh, there was a on the 11th of May there was a, an entire supplement of Screen International Screen Daily which is the frankly it's the bible of the movie industry in the UK uh, devoted entirely to the Irish film industry and the growth of the Irish film industry, which I think is, is more than growth, it's an explosion. I was at a, um, a, a, a reception that President Higgins gave uh, for people in the industry, after, immediately after the Oscars. And you know, the speeches were great, and, this, and basically looking at the, the, the growth and the opportunities and the, the celebration of Irish success, we've got to build on that. I mean, you could either back off and relax and hope it will look after itself, or you say, look, we've got something really important to build on. Now, it's interesting. I teach in Australia, and I have done for a good number of years. And there was a point where the Australian film and television industries had a had a similar slew of successes, but they didn't build on it. And right now, the Australian film industry has really become a, an Australian television industry. It's almost ceased to be a film industry. That's, that's unfortunate. We mustn't let it happen here.
0: Yeah, and on that, how would you compare, like, what's happening in Ireland then to elsewhere?
1: I think the growth in confidence, uh, growth in funding, a very, very well-run uh, the Irish film board, the uh, film island, it's extremely well-run, good management. And uh, yeah, I think a self-belief. The Irish have always been great storytellers. It's just that the storytelling ability in this country has tended to be in novels and, and in writing. Uh, the, so watching the transition of that unique, I think, cultural uh, quality uh, into the film and television business has been exciting. You've also had the opportunity for big, big series, particularly ones made up in the north, which create long-term long-term employment. So it isn't just a question of a movie. You suddenly have employed for two years on a series that runs and runs and runs. I think all those things, the success of normal people, was uh, was a phenomenon. I mean, the most watched program on the BBC uh, during COVID. That's that's amazing.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I suppose as well on that, like. Do you have any advice for UCC students or anyone trying to get into the film industry or starting their careers in this
1: field? Yeah, I think uh, the, the best bit of advice, and uh, the president I was just talking about, it, uh, is you take the example of uh, Sir David Attenborough. Now, Sir David Attenborough, if you ask him what he is, he would describe himself as a zoologist. When I first met him, he was an executive at the BBC. What he actually is, is a communicator. He's telling stories and illustrating stories and making television programmes, largely television programmes, that are about the, the sustainability of, of the environment that we live in, and sustainability of, of bird life, of ourselves. Uh, so what, what is David Attenborough? He's a kind of icon, but he's in the end he's a storyteller. So we've got to produce our own storytellers. We have our own stories. We've got to see how a significant Ireland and the Irish experience can be. And also the other great thing about Ireland, I've always thought of this country as a series of communities, as much as it is a country. I think we have a unique opportunity to value and illustrate the importance of community, which is a very, very different thing, or more difficult thing, for a big country to do. For Germany, for the UK, for certainly for the US, very difficult to illustrate what is America. Extremely difficult. We can illustrate who we are through our communities, and that's what I'd like to see us, being, uh, that's what I see us getting better at and celebrating more.
0: Yeah, and do you think like at the moment, like with recent films, that are depicting Ireland, like I'm just thinking of like the most recent films at the moment. Do you think that they're succeeding in that way at the moment? Or do you think that... Well,
1: I thought the... I thought The Quiet Girl is a, a work of genius. I mean, I'm not, and it's not a word I use. For, I mean, I'm really, really very careful how I use that word. I think it's a magnificent film. And when I went to see it in Bantry at the cinema, I had no idea what I was going to go and see. I just sat there absolutely mesmerised. Uh, so I think that is an example of what's possible. I think in, in Lenny Abramson... You've got a world-class director that anyone would be happy to work with. And Ed Geiney and people like Ed you have got great producers. So there's, you know, it's out there. Uh, it's a question of whether a generation of students at UCC or leaving UCC think, you know what, I'd like some of that.
0: Absolutely. And you do a lot of work in terms of like educating others and things like that. Like how did you get into the education side of it?
1: <laughs> I was a phone call. In uh, 1997, I was a member of the Labour Party, we won the election, I got a phone call saying, would I like to go to the House of Lords? And I was 55, and I thought maybe it was the time to leave the film industry, I'd, I'd done a lot of good work, I wasn't sure that my work in future was going to be as good as the work I'd done, so I grabbed it, and then I was asked to go to work at the Department of Education. And I'd always, I'd always taught, I'd always kind of, whenever I got an opportunity to talk to students about the film industry, I'd always done that, so suddenly it became my, you know, my, my career. Uh, I've visited hundreds of schools, those of universities, and uh, basically advocating a creative life for them. You know, exactly what you're doing here, you're you're communicating creatively, and hopefully some people listening to us are going to say, you know what, what they're talking about sounds really interesting, I wouldn't mind having a crack at that, or at least knowing more about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I'm reading a lot about like a lot of charity education stuff that you do and things like that and the Atticus education stuff. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Because I think that's really...
1: Yes. I mean, I think, it's, again, this is scarred by my experience in the UK. I left school at 16 and then realised what a mistake I made. And I had to go to night school for four years to kind of make up, catch up. Uh, and that shouldn't really happen to people. I mean, it was a result of a combination of ignorance and poor teaching, actually, in my case. I think there's a little bit of me that works in the world of education as a kind of revenge, you know, for having felt that I was poorly educated. That's a good a good a good motivator, anyway. Yeah, well, maybe maybe it's the one that keeps me going. There's a sense that don't do too. I don't want. I want to make sure that other people don't get treated the way I was. I was written off. I literally was written off. Age fourteen, I was clearly not going to. In those days, only very few kids went to university, so I was clearly not going to get to university when I was young. Uh, and so they lost interest in you.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's like, honestly, like as you say, like you're motivated to do it and you've been doing How long have you been doing the, the education side of things?
1: Well, since, full time really since 1997. Yeah. Prior to that, bits and pieces.
0: Yeah, and look... Really, like, thank you so much for coming in to talk to me. And if there's anything else you'd like to add, just in terms of like, you know, your transition year students today and their kind of education stuff?
1: No, I mean, I'm just hoping they've had a very satisfying experience. We're just beginning to get the feedback in from them. It sounds like it's pretty good, although maybe they've just been polite to me. But a good thing is, if the feedback is what we anticipate it could be, then there's every chance we'll be extending it beyond, well beyond five, five schools just in, in Cork yeah. County into, I'd like to think, the whole of the country.
0: Yeah, and so, like, and do you see what timeline do you see for that?
1: Well, it'll, it, media studies go in the curriculum next September. I would hope that within three years, it will be very generally understood that, uh, that schools have got to dip more deeply. There's a reason we're living in a world of potential, very dangerous misinformation. So, unless a generation of young people understand how to analyse the information they're getting, how to use the information they're getting, how to look at chat GPT, for example, and say, well, look, this is a very potentially very dangerous, but it's also fantastically significant. You know, it, it could accelerate things in the medical world enormously. How does a young person navigate them, their way through these conflicting pieces of information, conflicting bits of advice, conflicting uh, jobs? The jobs of the future will be significantly different than they are today. How do I get on the job ladder or the work ladder that's going to be both fascinating? worthwhile in terms of, of, of my life and, uh, and it's going to allow me to feed my, my family.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like, as you say, like, it's a changing kind of thing with all the technology and things like that. And like, I suppose, do you have any just last bit of advice and kind of that kind of navigating those new, newer challenges?
1: Become knowledgeable. Don't write things off. Don't think, don't form an attitude. Don't form an attitude that says, oh, GPT, uh, I don't know about that. Or this is the answer to life. It's neither. It's actually a very interesting set of opportunities which, if used properly, could be could be life-enhancing. If used badly, could see the end of democracy, for example, as we know it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's about with these things, finding balance, you yes. know, of course. But look, thank you so much for coming in to chat and uh, I wish you all the best with the uh, new project that you're doing with the transition years and things like that. It sounds really, really, really nice for kind of people to get involved, especially at a younger age, so... Yeah, unless there's anything else you'd like to add?
1: No, I think I've, uh, I've said everything that I think needs to be said. But uh, the future's challenging. I would say to anyone listening to this, check your sources. Check your sources, because single-sourced information can no longer be relied upon.
0: Thank you so much. And uh, I'll be playing some tracks there as well. You've been listening to UCC 98.3 FM there with David Putnam and myself, Mia Poland, and thanks so much for listening.